live from the College of Communication, Arts, and Sciences at Michigan State University. It is now time to go beyond the X's and the O's with WKAR's Current Sports. You want to go after an athlete? One of my athletes? Come after me! I'm a man! I'm 40! My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. Well, I'm the best corner in the game. When you try me with a star to receive a life crashing, that's the result you're going to get. Yes, did I express to them I was mad? I was furious. Just furious. I know my wife will at least shot fake one time. We're talking about practice, not a game. I told our players, you need to be more like a dog. We don't need a bunch of cats in here. Looking in the mirror. Do I look good? I got my extra bands on. I got my other shoes on. Be a dog. We don't need no meows. We don't need no cat. Here's your host, L. Martin. People, welcome to this Monday Fun Day edition of WKAR's Current Sports. How is everybody doing out there? Everybody good? Good weekend, right? Um, first of all, I do want to say this because Saturday was was a bit unnerving, wasn't it? I mean, I don't, I don't think I've I've ever been in a tornado warning situation quite like that, where we had about what like five tornadoes touched down here in the mid-Michigan area, that was pretty scary, I must say. And I know that, you know, we did see uh, some damage caused around the area over the weekend because of those tornadoes uh, touching down. Uh, that, that was a bit scary. You know, I happened to be uh, doing some uh, some test shots for a, a film that I'm, that I'm in. And I'm really excited about this film, but you know that aside, you know I was on set that that uh, that afternoon and evening, and we had just wrapped up some test shots, and right after that, we all took a little break and we were going to reconvene around eight o'clock. But when we were all you know you know getting lunch or, or, or you know checking on the house, whatever, before we met up again, that's when the rain began to really come down hard. And, you know, I'm out and about. I'm about to go get some food. And then all of a sudden I hear the, the tornado sirens. And I'm like, okay, that's pretty serious. Then all of a sudden I'm on, I'm on the phone with my mom and my phone starts like buzzing. You know how you get those alerts, those really serious weather alerts on your phone or, or, or if there's an amber alert in the area, your phone will go off and make a noise that, you know, you're not familiar with. So my phone went off and then it said tornado warning. And I'm like, whoa, okay, this is uh, this is pretty this is pretty wild. So I go get my food, and and I see people like sheltering in place at the place I went to go get food at, and I'm like, whoa, is it that serious? They're like, yeah, it's pretty serious. So after I get my food, I'm absolutely soaked. I run to my car, drenched, and and I try to get home as fast as possible, as fast and as safe as possible, because you know that's when I got to call from the director saying that al we are canceling the rest of the day there are many tornadoes that are right in the area get home safe or or if you are too far from home right now 
try to shelter in place at, at anywhere, any store that's around you. So um, I was about like three minutes away from home when I got that call. So I, I get home and I run inside into my apartment and I have a I have a basement level apartment, which is that's nice. You know, when you're when you're involved in a in a tornado warning situation, because I'm already underground. But, um, you know, I get in and my dog is scared. My pup is scared. She's hiding under the bed. And yeah, we sheltered in place. And, and that was that was it for Saturday night for me. I just, you know, relaxed, <laughs> you know, and sheltered in place until that tornado warning passed by. But that was scary. You know, I saw many pictures on social media of people who were right by some of these tornadoes and, you know, uh, people sending in pictures of flooding um, and, and just of damage done by these tornadoes. So uh, thank goodness. I don't think anybody was seriously injured, uh, according to what I saw in the media over the weekend, the following day. But it was scary. It was serious. It was really serious. So I really hope uh, you and yours were safe over the weekend. And and also, I want to give a big shout out, man, to my, my people in Detroit, because my goodness, the flooding. I mean, we have been getting rain like nonstop for the past, like, I don't know, like nine or 10 days straight. Right. And Detroit, just not well equipped for it. Not many areas in Michigan are. Let's be real here. And D- Detroit is just crazy, crazy flooded right now. I'm pretty sure some of you have seen, you know, photos on, on social media or uh, on your local newscast. But Detroit right now is still trying to trying to deflood, if you will, based on the crazy amount of rain that we have gotten in, in this stretch of days. And it's supposed to continue today. I mean, it, it, right, right now, as I record current sports, I'm looking out my living room window, and it looks great. I mean, the sun is out, the sky is blue. But when I look at my phone and look at the forecast, you know, later on, we're, we're supposed to get some more rain starting this uh, this afternoon. So I don't know, by, by the time you listen to this, I don't know, maybe it, it it's raining right now, you know? So, but uh, right now I'm seeing around like 2 p.m., that's when the rain is supposed to begin. So right after I get off the airwaves today, uh, it's going to be cloudy and rainy for the rest of the day. All right. So there you have that. Again, I just want to want to make sure uh, all of you guys are safe out there. And uh, if you got a crazy story, I'm curious, anybody who was by one of those tornadoes or, or you know, had a, a crazy story from from that Saturday night, you know, please hey, call in and share it. Uh, 517-355-WKAR, 517-355-9527. That was wild. Again, I, I don't I can't recall any time in my life where I have seen like multiple tornadoes like circling the area. And, it, and it's crazy because I talked to one of my good friends who, who lives in Detroit, uh, my guy, Marcel. I was on the phone with him. And at the same time, all of that was going down here in mid-Michigan, an hour away in Detroit. They were cool. You know, it, it was actually sunny during that time uh, in Detroit. Uh, it was it was just in our area. It crossed through the Lansing area and uh, just continued to go upward um, through the state. So Detroit didn't didn't get like five tu- five tornadoes touching down. So. Um, but yeah, wild stuff, but, uh, busy weekend in sports, right? So much to get to so much to get to. I'm going to have headliners in just a second. And after our headliners, I want to roll in a voicemail from one of our, our dear listeners, my guy, Alex from East Lansing, who calls in all the time. Hey, current sports diehards be like Alex. I like hearing from you guys. I love 
hearing from our listeners out there. Anytime you guys call in and leave us a voicemail, again, you'll, you'll hear that voicemail on the following day's current sports. And, you know, Alex calls all calls in all the time and, and, and he gives his thoughts on numerous topics. I love hearing from you guys. I miss, you know, I really do miss that interaction I, I, I get and I got with you guys when I'm live in Studio S, right? So anytime you guys call in and leave a voicemail, it really does make my day. So Alex, thank you so much, brother. But Alex touch on touches on a few different topics uh, from the NBA playoffs to some of the boxing action over the weekend as well. Um, so I want to address a little bit of that with, uh, with with his voicemail. So you'll hear from him and you'll get my thoughts on that voicemail. And I also want to touch upon Chauncey Billups, formerly of the Detroit Pistons, uh, Detroit Pistons great Chauncey Billups, NBA Finals MVP Chauncey Billups from 2004 with the going to work guys with Tayshaun Prince, Chauncey, Ben Wallace, Rashid Wallace, um, that, that team, man, led by the great Larry Brown, you know, that, that team, you know, that's when I really fell in love with, with my Pistons, man, when they won that championship. So, uh, Chauncey Billups has a new job, a new head coaching job, his very first head coaching job in the NBA. And I, I want to talk about that a bit. And I want to talk about, you know, Mel Tucker and the really nice recruiting job that he has been doing with MSU football and and actually our very first headliner that you're going to hear in just a moment has to do with a, a big get for Mel Tucker and, and the Michigan State football uh, coaching program. All right, so I'll get to that and so much more. We'll have weekend winners for you as well. Uh, a lot to get to on today's show. Again, if you would like to be a part of current sports and, and hear your voice right here on our airwaves or if you just leave us a comment you know on social media multiple ways in which you can weigh in pick up the phone dial 517-355-WKAR 517-355-9527 go to facebook.com slash WKAR news and you can leave us a comment anywhere there on our Facebook page and you can also tweet us two ways in which you can get involved on Twitter. Tweet me directly at Al Martin WKAR or simply tweet the show at WKAR News. All right? But you know what's next. Here are your current sports quick hit headliners. All right, here are your quick hit headliners for this Monday, June 28th, 2021. Again, as promised, I told you guys I would start with some with some Michigan State football recruiting news. The three-star quarterback in Caden Hauser from St. John Bosco High in California. He announced his commit to Michigan State football yesterday making him Mel Tucker's 12th pledge in the 2022 recruiting class. Mel Tucker and his staff is going to work. And this is a pretty big get. You know, Caden uh, Hauser, he's got an arm on him. Uh, he's six foot three, 200 pounds. He's from Henderson, Nevada. He announced his decommitment. So Michigan State flipped Hauser. He announced his decommitment from Boise State on Thursday night after taking an official visit to MSU. He also uh, had offers from Iowa, 
Oregon State, Washington, Washington State, UNLV, San Jose State, and Nevada, among others. So there, there were a lot of schools trying to get the talent of this young man. Hauser is rated as the number 27th quarterback and number 396th player overall for 2022. That's according to 247sports.com. However, the recruiting website's own rankings rate him as a four-star prospect and the 16th best QB in his class. So those first rankings from 247 Sports don't put in perspective how good he is or, or how highly touted he is at his position. Again, four-star prospect as a QB, 16th best QB in his class. So I don't understand that because it says that some some list him as a, as a three-star. I, I guess it depends on the website. So when it comes to 247 Sports, they have him as a four-star prospect, which is amazing. So uh, pretty impressive. And the 16th best QB in his class in the nation? Wow. Uh, big gets. Uh, anytime you're able to flip this kind of a, of a player, this kind of caliber of a player, I mean, four-star and up, and you're flipping a four-star to come to your program, also, this guy plays the most important position on the football field as a quarterback. That's pretty major. And I'll have more thoughts on that later on this hour. All right. I want to talk about the Olympic bids of two Michigan State athletes, uh, one former, one current, coming a bit short over the weekend. Michigan State senior Morgan Beetlescum had a strong run in the 5,000-meter final at the U.S. Olympic track and field uh, trials on Sunday, but Beetlescum did not earn a top three spot nor a trip to the Tokyo Olympics, but he was with the main pack for all but the final 300 meters of the race, finishing in sixth place with a time of 13 minutes, 30.90 seconds. Uh, Also, MSU alum, Lauren Chorney uh, finished in 13th place in the pole vault on Saturday with a jump of 14 feet, 3.25 inches. So Chorney hit that mark on her third and final attempt and then missed all three attempts at 14.9 to bow out. So uh, Lauren Chorney, uh, former Michigan State track and field athlete, and Morgan Beetlescombe, uh, who is a senior at Michigan State, both coming just a bit short of a Tokyo Olympic bid. And, you know, uh, Morgan, yeah, Morgan was with that pack. I actually caught the uh, the post-game interview with the uh, the winners in the 5,000-meter final uh, that, that Morgan Beetlescombe uh, competed in. And, uh, yeah, he, he he was right there, but, but kind of just faded in the... Um, in the, in the last stretch of, uh, of that race. Uh, also, East Lansing High School grad and now Arizona State hurdler, Kentray Patterson earned an opportunity at the United States Olympic Track and Field Trials thanks to his time in the Pac-12 Championships back in mid-May. But unfortunately, Patterson's time in Eugene, Oregon was short-lived as he did not advance out of the first round in Friday's 110-meter hurdles event. Patterson finished seventh in his heat with a time of 13.77, leaving him outside the top three in his heat and the top four non-automatic qualifying times. 
So Kentray Patterson also coming up just a bit short of uh, of an Olympic bid out in Tokyo. So, but congrats to all of them. I mean, so many athletes don't even get a chance to compete at that stage to have an opportunity of, of possibly booking a ticket and representing our country in the Olympics. So Morgan Beetlescombe. Lauren Cherney and Kendra Patterson, uh, even though you came just a bit short, still uh, an awesome accomplishment to be out there in Eugene, Oregon competing. All right. And speaking of the Tokyo Olympic Games, Japanese Prime Minister Yoshihide Suga pledged today to strengthen health controls at airports after a Ugandan Olympic team member tested positive for COVID-19 at the town hosting their training camp. And that triggered concerns that the upcoming games will spread infections. Now, a Ugandan team member, reportedly a coach, tested positive Saturday at Tokyo's Narita International Airport and was quarantined there. But the rest of the nine-person team was allowed to travel more than 500 kilometers, which is 300 miles, on a chartered bus to their pre-Olympics camp in the western uh, prefecture of Osaka. All right, so three days later, a second Ugandan also tested positive for the virus, forcing seven town officials and drivers who had close contact with the team to self-isolate and quarantine immediately. Now, the team members were quarantined at a local hotel, but this is the thing... This is the thing, you know, when it comes to me, you know, and we talked about this leading up to the Olympic Games, which is now less than a month away. The way how can you contain this, especially when you look at all of these athletes coming in from different planes, different parts of the world where where COVID numbers vary. How do you contain that? You know, once they're inside and you've tested everybody and and hopefully you've gotten more negative tests and positive tests, then you can create that bubble. But again, to start off in the Olympics, I mean, you got to get these athletes there as soon as possible because you want to, you know, uh, anybody who who is testing positive, you want to make sure that they, they quarantine with enough time for them to test negative just as the Olympic Games start. Because if you try to do this up to the date, it's going to be it's going to be crazy because COVID-19 numbers vary depending on what part of the world you're in. We're not just talking about the United States of America here. I mean, this is an international event on the Olympic stage. We're talking about the entire world, you know, athletes from different parts of the world coming together to one central location to compete for, you know, the, 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 the gold, silver and bronze. So it's going to be chaotic, I think, to start. But then when you get into the groove of things, you can create that bubble and, and those who have tested negative will stay inside that bubble and you and you won't have a major problem. But I think it could be if, if they don't do this the right way, it could be chaotic to start. So uh, the Japanese prime minister is, is trying to nip this in the butt. So we'll see what happens. All right, the Detroit Tigers executed a squeeze play in the bottom of the 10th inning to beat the Houston Astros 2-1 yesterday afternoon at Comerica Park with Akil Badu on third base and one out. Robbie Grossman laid down a bunt just to left of the pitcher's mound 
Astros reliever Blake Taylor fielded it cleanly, but not in time to get Badu out at the plate. The Tigers split the four-game series with the Astros, which is impressive because the Astros entered that series on a 10-game win streak. The Tigers open a three-game series now against the Cleveland Indians starting tonight at Progressive Field, 7-10 p.m., Tigers rookie righty Matt Manning, who is 1-1 on the year, 3.38 ERA. He will make his third career start against Cleveland Indians righty Eli Morgan, who is 0-2 on the season with an ERA of 10.32. Not good. So there you have that. The Tigers, though, splitting against the Houston Astros. I I must say, I uh, I was very... I, I'm very. I, I was impressed with that. I must say. I must admit that. You know, anytime you can have some some positive Tigers news, you just you cling on to it and you hold it tight because it may not last long. All right. <laughs> All right. The Portland Trailblazers have hired Chauncey Phillips. Yeah, that's my best Mason impression of of his announcement of uh, Chauncey Phillips. Anytime he played back in the early 2000s, awesome stuff. Uh, shout out to Mason. Uh, but yeah, Chauncey Phillips, the former Detroit Pistons point guard in 2004 NBA Finals MVP, he is the new head coach of the Portland Trailblazers. It is the first head coaching position for Phillips, most recently as an assistant with the LA Clippers. He received a five-year contract to be the head coach of the Trailblazers. That's according to ESPN. Uh, Billups, who is 44 years old, he replaces Terry Stotts, who stepped down after the season. And Chauncey will be working with a talented backcourt, probably my favorite player in the NBA today, in Damian Dame Dalla Lillard, and also C.J. McCollum, trying to get the Blazers to maximize their potential after being eliminated in the first round of the playoffs in four of the past five seasons. So we'll see if Chauncey Billups can can lead this team to get over that hump. And I also want to let you guys know that last night in the NBA playoffs, we saw the Milwaukee Bucks take a 2-1 series lead as they beat the Atlanta Hawks 113-102 out in the ATL. Chris Middleton went off, folks. He had 38 points, 11 rebounds, 7 assists. Uh, Also, Giannis Antetokounmpo, he wasn't far behind from Middleton. He had 33 points. He was 13 of 21 from the floor. Also throw in uh, 11 rebounds, just like Middleton had uh, for Giannis as well. So pretty impressive stuff. The Bucs now with this 2-1 series lead. But again, if there's anything that I've learned so far throughout these here NBA playoffs, it's to never, and I quote again, never count out the Atlanta Hawks. They are so resilient, led by Trey Young, one of the most dynamic and entertaining players in the NBA today. Uh, Trey Young also, he poured in 35 points to lead the Hawks as he usually does on any given night. So, 2-1 series lead, Milwaukee leads it. Again, we are in the Eastern and Western Conference Finals now. Um, whoever wins uh, those two series will go to the NBA Finals. And speaking of the Western Conference Finals, Phoenix has an opportunity to book a ticket to the NBA Finals if they do beat tonight at home at Phoenix Suns Arena in Phoenix, Arizona. If they beat the LA Clippers tonight at 9 p.m. on ESPN, the Phoenix Suns will be heading to the NBA Finals. How about that? So again, 
9 p.m. on ESPN. Phoenix leads that series three games to one. We'll see if Paul George and the Clips have one more in them to, to, to continue to, to extend this series at least one more game. All right. And the Stanley Cup final has finally come, folks. Game one set for tonight at 8 p.m. on NBC Sports Network. The Montreal Canadiens taking on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Puck drop scheduled for 8 p.m., folks. Game one. And right now, looking at the uh, the early line of this series, Tampa Bay is favored to win this series. And they, of course, are our favorite tonight at minus 175 is what I'm seeing, uh, according to, uh, to multiple sports books out there. So uh, tonight's game one will take place out in Tampa. So there you have that, folks. The Stanley Cup final is here. Awesome stuff. All right. That will do it for your current sports quick hit headliners again if you would like to be a part of the show let your voice be heard 517-355-WKAR 517-355-9527 that is the number that you can call leave us a voicemail at uh, and you can weigh in courtesy of social media you can tweet me directly at al martin wkar or tweet the show at wkar news When we come back, we'll hear from one of our listeners who has decided to weigh in, my guy Alex from East Lansing. And I want to talk about Chauncey Billups being hired in his first head coaching position as the head coach of the Portland Trailblazers. That combo and so much more. You are listening to the Monday Funday edition of WKAR's Current Sports. All right, welcome back to WKAR's Current Sports. I am your host, Al Martin. And uh, again, I always encourage you guys on the daily to to call in and just don't, you know, just don't be a spectator when it comes to current sports. You know, get involved. I love hearing from you guys, you know, and and we we may not be be live on the radio, uh, you know, quote unquote, live, live. Because, uh, you know, you can't call in and we can't have that live interaction like we used to uh, due to uh, to COVID-19 and current sports still being remote. But again, you can still weigh in and, and, and leave us a voicemail. I love hearing from you guys. And, and, and right now, the MVP of, of current sports listeners, I must say, has to be my guy Alex from East Lansing, who uh, has been calling in now at least for the past month and, and weighing in on what's on his sports noggin. So what I want to do before I dive into this uh, this big news concerning Chauncey Billups getting his his first, his very first head coaching job in the National Basketball Association, which is absolutely awesome. Chauncey, one of my favorite players uh, growing up watching uh, my Detroit Pistons. Uh, what I want to do is roll in a voicemail from Alex from East Lansing, and here he is. Hey, Alex from East Lansing, checking in one time for the Facebook family. You guys know who you are. NBA playoffs, Atlanta, Milwaukee. Man, that is such a great series right now. I think Atlanta is a year or two off of where Milwaukee was a couple of years ago, and 
I know that I'm still holding out hope for Coach Mack, Coach Nate McMillan. I'm really hoping he can get it done. But Giannis I, and Chris Middleton, them boys, they really want that Eastern Conference Championship moving along to the Western Conference Championship, Phoenix. I know I called Phoenix in six earlier, but man, Phoenix might just do it in five. Uh, for entertainment purposes only, I did pick tonight's game to go under 210 points. Uh, moving on. Oh, weekend winners. Boxing. I was a big winner in boxing. If you watched boxing tonight at uh, on Sunday, you were treated to a special, special match between Petrulia and Glenta. That was something that they're going to need to run it back. If you didn't see it, I'm not even going to let you know what happened, but they need to run it back. And then PBC Fox, they did it again with David Morrell Jr., a Cuban descendant, 4-0, with a 12-round fight and has a championship belt. I don't understand how he got that fight or how he did, but after I watched him complete his work, man, definitely know how he got it done. Alex from East Lansing. Ah, yes, a few things there. Again, Alex from East Lansing. Appreciate you, brother. Uh, A few things that I want to touch upon that he brought up there. Giannis Antetokounmpo and Chris Middleton getting the job done last night to give the Milwaukee Bucks a 2-1 to series lead over the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, I think that I really, I really do believe that Milwaukee is going to get this thing done. I, I, I chose Milwaukee in six games. That's what I went in this series, you know. But again, as I stated during our headliners, if there is one thing that I learned, that I have learned during this year, you know, NBA playoffs this year in 2021, is that you can't count out the Atlanta Hawks. There aren't many people out there unless I guess you're an Atlanta Hawks fan, but even that's blinded by fandom. There aren't many people that realistically believed that Atlanta would be sitting here in the Eastern Conference Finals. I didn't think they were that deep. I didn't think Trey Young was this good. But boy, oh boy, was I wrong. Totally wrong. So you can't count out this team. You just can't. But I just just believe... At the end of the day, I think Milwaukee's too much because I think, one, they're too deep. And then, two, they don't really have, you know, great defenders to slow down Giannis or Chris. I just, I just, I, I, you know, you have, to, you have to approach them differently. And, again, if you, you can't really, when you, when you have two stars like this throwing up 30-plus points, you know, you, you you can't double one because then the other can get open and, and score. That's the thing. I mean, Chris Middleton, I mean, goodness, I, he has elevated his game this year in, in the association. And then Giannis, I think, is just too big. He's too athletic. He is so tough to slow down and keep off the boards as well. I mean, they both had 11 rebounds apiece. Isn't that something? Both had 11 rebounds apiece last night. Crazy. 
You know, Giannis, who played 41 minutes, Chris, who played 42 minutes, uh, they both had 30-plus points, 38 for Chris, 33 for Giannis. I just don't know how you slow down those two if you are Atlanta. I just don't think they have the defenders to do that. It has to be a collective effort. But again, it's hard. You know, one guy, cool. But two guys going off like that, it's just tough. And then you look at the stat sheet for the Atlanta Hawks last night. It was just Trey Young and then everybody else. But I will say it's amazing, though, that that Milwaukee only won this game by 11 points. Because when you look at the stat sheet, I mean, Trey Young had 35 points for the Hawks. I mean, he, he usually leads the Hawks on any given night, as I mentioned. But there was no other player who scored in the 20s. The closest was, you know, Danilo Gallinari coming off the bench who had 18 points. But everybody else, I mean, looking at the starters, you know, you had Collins with 13. Clint Capella only had eight. You know, Boban Bogdanovich, he had eight. You know, Herter had, had 11. You know, but it's amazing. They only though lost this game by 11 points. That's incredible. So, um, and, and the only players who were in in plus when it comes to the plus minus last night was Clint Capella, who was plus 11 when he was on the floor. And then you had Herter, who was plus nine. Uh, everybody else in the negative. So I, I think, hey, Atlanta, you, you just can't count them out. Uh, I, I still think they got a lot of fight in them. Uh, I'm still going Milwaukee in six, though. I think Milwaukee is just too focused. They're too locked in. I, I agree with you, Alex. I think they're too focused, too locked in. I don't think that Giannis is going to allow this team to lose to the Atlanta Hawks. All right. Uh, and then I, I, I see your, your bet there. You're going for the under tonight, under 210 tonight, Alex. And uh, you got you got you think Phoenix can can close it out tonight. They may do this thing in five games. And look, I wouldn't be surprised either. I, I think that it's so unfortunate, and we have seen so many injuries this year in the NBA playoffs. Um, Paul George just can't do this thing alone. You know, uh, Kawhi Leonard, him going out was is major. And I kind of I feel bad for for uh, for Paul George because you know Paul George he's he's gotten a a bad rep for for not showing up in the NBA playoffs and and he's had some bad outings don't get me wrong I, I think some of that criticism is deserved but when you look at this series Paul George has played pretty good he has played pretty well and you know the the whole pandemic p and uh, uh, I, I got one of my frat brothers Justin calls him point shave p. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that I think you can kind of put that out the window right now, but you, you can also bring up, you know, uh, it was a game two when the Clips had a chance to, to even the series at one game apiece and, and, and Paul George, if he just goes to the line and makes what is the simplest bucket in basketball to make maybe other than a wide open layup, right? But free throws. If he just hits those two free throws, instead he misses both. If he makes those two free throws in, in crunch time, then maybe we're talking about a different series here. Who knows? But, you know, we all know what happened. The the Valley Oop, as it's being dubbed, went down. And, you know, now, now the Clippers are staring at a at a 3-1 to one series deficit. And there there aren't many teams 
that have come back from a three to one series deficit to win a series. But I must say, Chris Paul joked. <laughs> Did you guys see Chris Paul's uh, interview concerning um, being down three one? Uh, I, I believe it was Rachel Rachel Nichols was was interviewing Paul George and, and she brought up you know uh, three to one you know them being up three to one and 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 Chris Paul just didn't want to want to be reminded of three to one series leads because he knows very well that no lead is safe in the NBA. Um, you know, he just said, you know, yeah, I don't want to talk about three to one because I mean, who, can you blame Chris Paul? You know, he, he's been with several so-called championship contenders and one could say this is the closest he has ever been to the NBA finals. But, but for those who know Paul, um, he has experienced blowing a three to one lead before. Ironically, it was back in 2015 when he was still with the Clippers. Isn't that something in the second round of the playoffs? against the Houston Rockets, the then Doc Rivers-led team wasted three chances to make it to the conference finale and eventually went home in tears. So, yeah, Paul knows that the job is far from over. The job is to get four wins, not three. And no matter how huge their lead is, um, only the first team who reaches the number of needed victories, being four, will move on. So I, I like that response, but... With that being said, let's be real here. There aren't many teams that have climbed back from three to one to book a ticket to the NBA Finals, and especially looking at looking at the uh, the LA Clippers and and Paul George trying to do it all. There's only so much he can do. Uh, again, really unfortunate that that Kawhi Leonard was you know is hurt and can't participate in this series. So yeah, I think Phoenix can close it out tonight. I think they will close it out tonight. And looking at the early line here, um, multiple sports book books have it around like, you know, uh, Phoenix by minus five or minus five and a half. So minus five and a hook. So uh, there you have that. And you brought up boxing, Alex. And, and yeah, you know, I was sitting back last night watching uh, a few things. And you know what? I haven't brought this up. You know, I want to give a big shout out to Harris English who is now second on the PGA Tour FedEx Cup standings, Harris English and Kramer Hickok, they played eight playoff holes yesterday, folks, at the Travelers Championship. Can you believe that? Yeah, Harris English uh, eventually on that eighth playoff hole put in a birdie putt, a really nice birdie putt, by the way. It wasn't easy at all. But these dudes played eight playoff holes. We haven't seen that since like the early 2000s. I think it was like since 2001 is what Jim Nance brought up on the, on the broadcast on CBS yesterday. But man, so I watched, I watched Harris English and, and spoiler alert for weekend winners. He is one of my weekend winners uh, uh, that, that we have been spoiled as golf fans this year. I mean, we have, we have seen some really special moments this year. We really have. And and we still got a lot of golf left to play. I mean, how about you know Phil Mickelson becoming the oldest player ever to to win a major? That was that was one of the highlight moments. And then and now this, you know, the Travelers Championship, and then you know the the, the Brooks Kepka and Bryson DeChambeau feud that's going on. I love it. Uh, so we we've had some great storylines, some really really great storylines uh, so far on the tour. Jordan Spieth's comeback and, and the amazing golf that he's playing. So I was watching the Travelers Championship. And 
it was at that moment that I, I went to my channel listing on my on my TV guide, and I saw that there was professional boxing on last night. And I'm like, oh, man. And I saw that David Morrell Jr. and, and Mario Abel um, uh, Cazares were, were fighting in the main event last night. And I'm like, oh, man, that's so good. But the BET Awards are on. <laughs> so, uh, and, 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 you know, I, the BET Awards, it's, it's for the culture. You know, black entertainment television, it's for the culture, man. You know, it's, it's like the one night where anybody who's everybody who's anybody in, in the world of, of black entertainment come together and we celebrate our blackness right I, I love watching it every single year and last year we were kind of robbed because of the pandemic they held it virtually and it just wasn't the same so i actually sat back and uh, i watched the bet awards last night which was ridiculously entertaining um and then shout out to dj cassidy who did the the past the Mike BET Awards after party, which was very entertaining. So I was watching the BET Awards and I was so locked into the awards that that I didn't check out what took place between David Morrell Jr. and, and Mario Abel Cazares. And I missed that fight, but but thank you, Alex, for bringing that up. Here's what happened in the first round of that main event last night. Yeah, he's got to watch out for that because Chavez did get punch out of that clinch as well. He doesn't want to stay in there and uh, just you know submit to the clinch. Oh. And so that's to his credit. Oh. Big oh. left oh. hand. Oh. Yes, how thrilling, right, as David Morrell Jr. KO'd Mario Abel Cazares in the first round of that fight last night. Just just insane stuff. Uh, I caught the replay. <laughs> Obviously, it only lasted one round, right? Uh, David Morrell Jr. is, is off to a, a great start to his professional boxing career. Um, but I'm shocked that, that you also didn't bring up uh, Gervonta Tank Davis and, and his amazing win over the weekend and what was a war on Saturday night. Alex, I mean, that, that was the big the big pay-per-view fight, at least, uh, over the weekend as um, Gervonta Tank Davis, uh, who I think, you know, I, I really think that, that he is special. I think that Gervonta Davis, uh, his, his star is going to continue to shine brighter and, and brighter. Um, but yeah, Anyway, Tank, he stopped Mario Berrios. And uh, also, Vasily Lomachenko fought over the weekend. The same night, Vasily Lomachenko returned to form with a knockout of uh, Masayoshi Nakatani that same night on Saturday night. So uh, a lot of great boxing taking place uh, over the weekend as well. Uh, thrilling, thrilling stuff. But, but Alex, 
Thank you so much, my brother, for calling in. Again, if you want to weigh in on anything, it's on your sports noggin. You can do just like my, my guy Alex does every week. 517-355-WKAR. 517-355-9527. Um, and yeah, the Stanley Cup final, game one, tonight, folks, between the Canadians and the Tampa Bay Lightning, always fun. Playoff hockey, even though you, uh, you guys get on me a lot for not watching hockey. I'm not a big hockey guy, just not a, a big hockey guy, all right? Uh, you won't find too many brothers who are. You know, uh, there, there's a running joke in hockey in the black community that the only thing black in hockey is the puck, all right? <laughs> but when it comes to the Stanley Cup final, I do tune in. So I'll be tuned in tonight, game one of the Stanley Cup final. And speaking of hockey, we're going to have uh, my guy Jason Ruff, who is a former current sports production assistant. And uh, now I believe he's entering his uh, his third season as the play-by-play voice down in Odessa, Texas, of the Odessa Jackalopes, all right, of the uh, the North American Hockey League. So uh, got to get him back on this week. I want to get his thoughts on the Stanley Cup final, all right? So final break, when we come back, I'll, I'll talk about Chauncey Billups, what this means for him becoming the, the new head coach of the Portland Trailblazers. I, I want to touch upon uh, weekend winners as well. And uh, weekend winners will include Mel Tucker and the Michigan State football staff who is doing work right now on the recruiting trail. You know, we always knew when when, if there's one thing that we knew about Mel Tucker coming here from Colorado is that he is a great recruiter and you can see it. You you can just see it on, on his social media. You can see how he's able to relate to these young players and it's working. It's working. But we'll, we'll close out the show with that. You are listening to WKAR's Current Sports. All right, welcome back to WKAR's Current Sports. Uh, I want to take you guys on home briefly by touching on Chauncey Billups getting the job as the new head coach of the Portland Trailblazers. And... You know, this is awesome. This is awesome. I think the Chauncey Billups, you know, getting this opportunity is 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 great because you have another black face as a head coach in the National Basketball Association, and that has been a problem in professional sports for a long, long time. So anytime a brother gets a job in professional sports in America, I, I'm I'm thrilled about it. And the fact that it's a former Detroit Piston is pretty awesome a guy who knows about winning as a player at least um and look he's paid he's paid some dues you know as an assistant coach most recently for the los angeles clippers so i must say this you know uh damian lillard um lillard has been has been receiving social media backlash that he initiated the hiring of billups now this this five-year deal was finalized Yesterday, Now, a Yahoo Sports Sunday piece penned by Chris Haynes, who is a, a Lillard confidant, it stated that Lillard never suggested Billups as a potential hire and didn't know about a, a sexual assault allegation made against Billups more than two decades ago. See, see how stuff comes up, right? Um, so according to, to some sources out there, 
This could push Lillard, quote unquote, out the door, along with his doubts about whether the Blazers can build a title team. That's according to Haynes. Again, this is all according to Chris Haynes. Now, Lillard originally stated on social media that he'd love for his fellow Oakland, California product um, guy and, and Jason Kidd to get the job. Uh, that's before Kidd withdrew his name and eventually landed the, the Dallas Mavericks job. So there's some drama surrounded around here. You know, on Saturday, in a response to a tweet critical of um, of the hiring of Billups, Lillard said that he was not aware of the sexual assault allegations from 1997. Billups, then a member of the Boston Celtics and teammate Ron Mercer, were, were accused by a woman of sexual misconduct at the home of former Boston uh, forward Antoine Walker. Um, Lillard wrote, quote, really? I was asked what coaches I like of the names I heard, and I named them. Sorry, I wasn't aware of their history and didn't read the news when I was seven or eight years old. I don't support those things, but if this is the route y'all want to come at me, say less. So no criminal charges were filed against Mercer and Billups, and um, they actually settled a civil lawsuit with the accuser for an undisclosed uh, sum three years later. There is a little bit of drama here when it, when it comes to that story, but I, I think that as time goes on, you know, um, things are going to just be ironed out and, and, and life will move on. So there you have that. Weekend winners, a brief weekend winners. The Michigan State football program as the Spartans landed one of the program's top targets for 2022, flipping Caden Hauser from Boise State to Michigan State. Uh, Hauser, a big priority for, for Mel Tucker and his staff. Uh, that's especially after A.J. Duffy and Nico uh, Marico committed elsewhere. So uh, Hauser was definitely a, a plan A for the coaching staff. He's very talented. And, and on tomorrow's show... I want to dive into the names that Mel Tucker has been able to accumulate and, 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 and the names that have committed to his program and what it means for the future of Michigan State football, which, in my opinion, is looking pretty bright. If this talent pans out, it's looking pretty bright. All right. Uh, but hey, folks, that will do it for your current sports uh, uh, Monday fun day headliners and topics. Be easy, people.